Wow, it has been too long again. Chris, we can't keep doing this, man. Like, I, at this point, I, we might as well just be a once-a-month podcast. I mean, what, how do you feel about that? I think people would be pretty understanding about that. Okay. I'm, yeah. I mean, life's busy. We live in, you know. Like I said, we, we live in a pretty understanding time period in human history. <laughs> I, I can't see people getting enraged over a inconsistent podcast episode upload schedule. No, no, not at all. Neither would they forget either, you know, or, you know, they, they would be very understanding Hey, very apologetic. It was summer vacation for <laughs> us. Okay, well, technically, it's not summer. Spring break vacation. Well, well, hold that on. It is a month long. Hold on. Think of it as Memorial Day weekend is the first unofficial day of summer. Okay, so so we we got in on time. Yes, we're back. We, okay, so we're back. We we took a break. Yes, we were on a break. Everybody. Pl- <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> planning for a wedding takes up a lot of time. So that's. Uh, Yes, Brandon's wedding, yes. not not our no not no our no no. We're yeah. not like that. No no. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't planning a wedding between the two of us. No no. At, at the, well, I mean, you know, we I mean, we don't want to rule anything out. I, I mean, mean, but you know, it'd be done at a courthouse if anything. So I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and interestingly enough, this actually gave me plenty of time to come up with a new opener. We've been having this issue. That's right. And Brandon, I dude, I hear you. I have been really inconsistent yes you have with my opener because i'm trying to figure out what i need to do now to change things up so i do have one that uh, is very special and close to me last time i tried to uh you know read from my screenplay um which i think we decided we'll put a pin in for now yeah um and circle back to that yeah um So, uh, yeah, so for this episode, I would basically like to start the episode by uh, personally naming all the kids that were mean to me in elementary school. Uh, starting uh, wait, with, wait, 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 uh, whoa, whoa, hold on. What are you talking about? I, I just... Why, why are you mentioning that? Like, what purpose would that bring? Like, what are you trying to achieve oh, uh, with this? Um, superiority, uh, a, a feeling so of... So calling uh, out children on a podcast... Well, they were children at the time. Wow. This was when I was young too. Wow. And they So who's the real bully said, here, Chris? Hey, <laughs> I'm doing all right now. Look at me. I'm a co host on a podcast and I shop at Whole Foods. Oh. Whoo. Whoa, whoa. Watch out, everyone. We got ourselves a player here. <laughs> so so is that I got, I got a whole list here. So is that a no? You know what, Chris? Here's the thing. How about we put it at the end of the episode, like at the end credits, like we usually do. How about that? Oh. Does that sound good? I, I think that sounds good. Okay. Yeah. See. Yeah. Thanks. There man. we go. Yeah. We'll, well. Well. But hang on. We'll do it later, though. Is that okay? We'll do it later. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's fine. Okay. I, I can. Yeah. I can wait. Absolutely. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. Thank you for this platform. Yeah. You're welcome. Can't wait to tell everyone who made fun of you. <laughs> it's yeah. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a long long episode um so that makes sense to do it at the oh, end. oh yeah well uh, for all the all the people that were mean to me in in elementary school all right we'll cross that bridge anyway, when we get there uh, yeah <laughs> i'm brandon and i'm chris and we and are going we off to- are going off topic we can never do that right can we <laughs> yeah it's it's gonna be one of those things where it's just or like- <laughs> i leave it as it is because why not i think it'd be kind of funny who knows this is a comedy yeah, podcast after it's, all <laughs> it's kind of like coming up to a stop sign 
And it's like, no, you go ahead. Like, no, there's you another go car ahead. that pulls up at the same time. I'm like, you go ahead. No, no, you go and ahead. And then the oh no, then the crotch rocket uh, motorcyclist zooms by while you're all waiting. Yeah, he's like, screw both of y'all. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a very interesting episode uh, because this is sort of, for for me anyway, this is sort of a world's collide moment because we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine that goes way, way back, back to when I was living in Texas. So this is, we have another Texan on this podcast. Chris, Chris, is this another yeehaw moment you have for us? This is a yeehaw moment. And I know he won't get offended by me saying that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, uh, I have a, a, a fellow Texan on, uh, and interestingly enough, <laughs> you're going to be very excited for this. Oh, yeah? His name is Brandon as well. No. We are going to have the first no. ever going off topic with two Brandons oh, on. Oh, man. I don't know how to feel about Not that. Not only that, <laughs> he is Brandon Flowers. That's right. The wow. Brandon Flowers of the Killers, everyone. You know Brandon Flowers. We have him here with us. No. How'd you get him? You've been friends with him forever? Wait. Brandon Flowers and I, we go way back. Like I said, I, I knew him before he was in the Killers. Listeners, this is huge. <laughs> this is huge. This is our first celebrity on the podcast. Well, actually, no, technically it's not. We actually had uh, two voiceover stuff but regardless this is the first one on the show wow brandon flowers welcome to the pod (laughs) what is up guys i'm sure you do not get that ever and i'm sure you don't absolutely hate hearing that you know every sales call i'm ever (laughs) on with anyone over the age of 30 it's oh my god are you that guy did you change careers (laughs) wait a minute chris he doesn't sound like brandon flowers at all did you pull a well, fast one? Well, he's not one? singing right now. That's why. <laughs> my manager actually told me not to use my singing voice on this on this podcast, so you won't get to hear that, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, but I am Brandon yes. Flowers, and uh, excited to be here. <laughs> you know, I, I see a, I see a dilemma with this because I feel like for our listeners, it's going to be confusing hearing Brandon and Brandon and then Chris. How how are we going to yes. solve this? To avoid confusion for the rest of the episode, I will refer to Brandon Flowers as B-Flo and Brandon Pop, the co-host of Going Off Topic, as B-Pop. All right. I can dig that. Yeah. So B-Pop and B-Flo. All right. Awesome. And we'll refer to do, Chris do, as C-Kemp. C-Kemp. No yeah. Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I accept that. I will play that game. I'm fine with that. I accept that. All right. All right. I was actually talking the other day with Robin, aka the jerk from work, friend of the pod, about the okay. This yeah, friend of the pod. Uh, it was not okay. It was not recent. It was a while ago. About how awesome it would be to create a YouTube channel where it's somebody who is dead serious about applying makeup. It's like a makeup tutorial, like that's dead serious, but it's just awful tips. <laughs> and then by the end of it, they just look like a clown show. And it's like, and that is how you apply this look. And it's just like pure, it's like pure sarcasm the entire time. No, here's, here's the better part. So like that happens. And but at the end of the video, it's like, 
like something looks absolutely ridiculous. So like, and this is how you apply makeup for a first interview, or like this is how you apply makeup for a funeral. It's like, <laughs> you have to like have like an each tagging like at the end of it, like because yes. that's like the suspense. Like, what is this for? Like, it's just titled something else. But then when you go to the end of the video, you're like, oh, that's what it's for. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now I know what to do. <laughs> this is the makeup for when you want to go shop at Costco. This is the type of makeup you want to wear when you go to Foot Locker. And this is the makeup you wear when you want to go pig out at the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> it has to be at the very end. Yes. It needs to be in the yeah. last like, yeah. three seconds exactly. of the video. <laughs> exactly. It cuts off right then, too. Watch till the end. <laughs> just do what we're doing. Just follow along. At the end, we'll tell you where you need to go. Yes. It's like with exactly. Chris's bully list coming up here. It's going to be yes. at the end. Wait till the end. See? There you go. Right, listeners? Yes. So, Brent, B-Flow, very happy to have you on the pod. It's great yes. great to see you again. Great to meet you. Uh, B-Flow and I were very good friends back in high school. We were on the swim team together. Uh, and basically, uh, you know, we, we, we've uh, we reconnected because B-Flow's doing a little bit of uh, some uh, video stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I am super stoked to be here. And yeah, Chris and I go way back. So see Kemp, um, you know, back in the old days, he used to do some swimming. He was an absolute rock star, backstroke, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and uh, he, he all of a sudden moved away and we kind of lost touch. And super, super cool that we got back together after all these years. It's been about a little over a decade now, hard to believe. Shoot, uh, dang. But yeah, yep. stoked to be reconnected. I'm doing some, some video work. Posted randomly on Facebook one day. See Kent being the man that he is was like, hey, I can help you out. It's been like three video calls later and here we are. Wow, look at that. Exactly. See, that's all it takes to get on a podcast. The wonders of social media. (laughs) (laughs) So, see, and posting to Facebook works. (laughs) It does. It does. People do look at it, but they might not respond. Hey, hey, Brandon, uh, uh. Uh, B flow, yeah. Uh, I, I can't help you out with video, but uh, do you want to be on my podcast? It's like, oh, no, no, thank you. I just wanted video help. I didn't want the podcast too. Yes. What's that? Uh, <laughs> what's that viral like TikTok where it's like the rugs, the rugs, uh, and they're like, oh, no, thank you, no, thank you. I don't know if you guys watch TikTok or not, but uh, not. Uh, no. What is uh, what is TikTok? <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> For our boomer listeners, what is TikTok? Yeah, for our, for our boomer listeners. So TikTok is this platform that I'm getting very excited about as I make 15-second uh, segments of dance videos. And it's uh, a lot of oh, fun. Oh, you mean Vine. <laughs> it's Vine. It's Vine. It's like Vine times three. No, times two, uh-huh. 15 seconds. So Vine was six seconds, right? So this is like two point something. So we're getting twice the content that Vine gave us. That's right. That's essentially the same thing. Uh, what B Flow failed to mention was that I was also uh, arguably the worst breaststroker on the team. So it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, there was a plenty of times where I felt like our coach was just like, Chris, just just do backstroke for when it's IM for the breaststroke portion. Where it's a lost cause. <laughs> There's no need to develop your breaststroke anymore. It's so bad. You're not going anywhere with it. Let's just just be a be a Double up on the backstroke, and we'll work with that. Well, and that's what we had DePlessy for, another friend of the podcast, I understand. There we go. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yes. 
you know what needs to happen? We need to have both B Flow and Duplessy on the same episode as like a little reunion. I agree. That sounds like a good idea so to too. me. That would be awesome. It would be wonderful. It's it's so weird how and I, I had mentioned this to Beeflo when we were first talking about stuff again, is it's amazing how ten years ago feels like an eternity and no time at all at the exact same time. Oh yeah, definitely. If no. it feels weird too, because like, you know, I guess I'm showing my age here, but like ten years ago in in May Back in May, I graduated from high school. So it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that was 10 years ago. But it also felt like it was yesterday at the same time, too. So it just, it, it feels weird, you know? Yeah. But even It longer. definitely doesn't feel like it's been 12 years. No. No, it doesn't. And and that's that's what's interesting is when you can just sort of pick up where you left off. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but but by the way, Beeful, you may not know this about me because time has passed. Oh, I'm really into uh, painting uh, miniatures now and figurines and writing anime screenplays and uh, listening to My Chemical Romance in the Dark. I hope that doesn't affect our <laughs> friendship in any way. <laughs> well. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm the same guy. It's called building, it's called building character. <laughs> That's why you left Texas. I, I get it now. Oh. I just Texas wasn't ready for that. They weren't ready for that kind of person to do all that at once. And not progressive yeah. enough. I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> and we, that's how we I still didn't I, even that's believe what... COVID is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I had to move up to the mitten. <laughs> the old mitten. The glove state. It's the mitten state. Get it right, Chris. How many times do I keep telling you that? You know, that was the the first year I moved to Texas in fifth grade. I remember I was because I just wouldn't shut up about it because I was just a kid and I was excited. And I would talk about how I'm from Michigan. And Texas kids were just like, dude, just shut up. You <laughs> don't care. Who cares? And I, rightfully so, because it's like, I, yeah, who does care? We're from and, the and same basically, country. basically, I remember one time I said something that bothered this yeah, I bought. I bothered this one kid enough to where this kid was like, "Oh look, I'm Chris. I'm from the Glove State." <laughs> <laughs> and I have never forgotten that guy. That guy is hilarious. So, so Beeflo, now that I have you on here, I also would like your assistance in clearing up some things for some of these uh, Northerners up here. Oh, of uh, is it soda or is it pop? Oh, oh, it's boy. definitely soda. Thank you. There we go. Definitely it soda. is soda. Time <laughs> we can settle that one. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Good to know. It, it, it's one of those things that I had forgotten how popular it was for people to say pop. You know, it's something that I had completely forgotten about yeah. growing up in Texas. And then I came back up here and it's like, oh, you want a pop? It's like, what the heck is that? <laughs> oh, what are you going to, what, what is a pop? And it's like, oh, you mean soda. And it's like, no, we mean pop. And you're like, no, no thanks, I don't want to be punched. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this sounds like assault. I mean, I've tried to say soda for the longest time in my life because I don't want my name being mixed up with the drink a lot. I know, I just feel yes. weird. It's like you have a... Mm -hmm. It's different for you specifically you yeah, because of the last name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like, yes. you know, my, my family calls it pop, but I've, I've been trying to say soda more because um, I, I'm just like... I don't want people to drink me. <laughs> like, that just is weird. 
It just sounds yeah, really people, like, hey. People think you're being really cocky when you're like, hey, you want some pop? They're like, okay, dude. Okay. Okay, buddy. Yeah, we get it. Your name is the Drake. Woohoo. <laughs> like, I mean, you can do a whole lot with so, it, but I, I just, I, I feel like soda is still like the best way of calling it that. The carbonated beverage. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the Winnie the Pooh with the sophisticated wardrobe <laughs> meme. That's like, that's full sophistication is when you say, I would like a carbonated beverage, please. <laughs> LaCroix, you mean? <laughs> yes, of course. I love to drink LaCroix and my sandals on top of my roof. <laughs> Are you talking about Austin hipsters? Uh, yes, yes. So that's good to, it's great to hear, Brandon, that they have not changed at all. Not a bit, no. <laughs> Yeah. So, so are you still out in the Austin area? I live in South Austin. Yeah. So we went to we went to high school in Cedar Park, and yes. since then I went to college with the Plussy, actually. So Ooh. friend of the pod, pod <laughs> as, as mentioned before, <laughs> went to college. He's getting like eight shout right, outs right? This in the great state of Arkansas, which before I went there was to me just a black spot on the map, like I had no concept of what was there. Uh, but decided to go on a whim and was there for four years and moved back as soon as I absolutely could. So I moved back to Austin and I moved to the south side of the city where like the young people are because mm. I like to pretend to be young sometimes. And so I moved <laughs> south and then, uh, yeah, I've been here ever since. Living really like I can walk to downtown. I love it. Rocking. Yeah. Excellent. You know, and that's the thing. I even Even up here, I keep hearing how freaking congested austin has become and it was getting congested even in 09 when i left so i can only imagine what 12 years has done to the place it's insane it is absolutely insane we we have like i think half the population of california has moved to austin at this point um mm. which is ah. you can imagine what that's done to home prices they like walk oh, yeah. into the state <laughs> and they're like oh like i sold my one bedroom apartment for $1 million. So how much house can I buy here? And they're like, well, you can buy this four bedroom if you want. And then they do. And then all the normal people um, can't buy homes. So there's that. So I have a question then. Um, so do you think it's because there's a lot more space to have a home in? Or do you think it's just the appeal of not being in California? <laughs> Great question. I think it's a combination. So I think California, certain parts especially, have been so concentrated for so long that just like they were booming for like 30 years, you know, and yeah. their their $100,000 home became a million dollar home in that span of time. And they're like, well, I can't afford taxes on this place. Plus, California's got crazy taxes and yeah. decided to move to Texas where there's no income tax and uh, take advantage. Of that I did one. not know you that. Know? Oh yeah! Wow, no income tax here oh, in the great yeah. state of Texas. And um, anyway, so they could buy a lot of home because we're not accustomed to having San Francisco dollars and <laughs> just enjoying that. And it, it's gotten so insane <laughs> that like people who have that kind of cash, they're they're like putting bids on homes and they're bidding like fifty thousand over the asking price without like getting it inspected. They're like, I don't oh, care if course. the foundation's messed up. <laughs> I'm going to throw a fifty thousand dollar buffer over the price and just buy it as is. It's insane. You know, and that has that has been going on 
everywhere right now too yeah. it's you know that that was definitely happening in austin before the pandemic but now like that is like on hyperdrive mode as the pandemic has been winding down and more and more people become vaccinated is yeah. now people are like they got the the pent-up you know sort of demand for all these different things and man people are hitting the market hard because we we have a housing issue even up here in west michigan oh we sure do really where yep yeah, houses. I, I just for the heck of it, I'm not even looking for a house at, right now. I, I know we sort of talked about it a little bit, B Flow, a couple of days ago about maybe exploring the idea of finding. Yeah, <laughs> I put that firmly in the back burner because I looked at just like I think it was Zillow, and I pop it up and it's like every single one pending, pending sale, pending sale, pending yep. sale, or sold, and and some of these on the market not even. A day. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's no joke, and I bet your listeners understand that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I heard it's 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 nuts. I heard another hot spot for like, you know, the housing market being insanely crazy is Tennessee, actually. I heard that place yes, is like getting Tennessee crazy. And mm-hmm. um I honestly do think because there's the option of like people are knowing that like remote work is actually feasible in our today in today's yeah. society and you know, they're like, oh, I can just work from home and they can easily. And it's like, okay, I can live anywhere now. So just like, oh, I can only, ha- I have to live near the city. So I feel like a lot of these places it, that also applies, mm-hmm. even West Michigan, I'd say to, to an extent. So it's been very interesting trying to see, like navigating through that. Chris, is it time? Yes. Is it time? Can we actually do this? I think... The people have waited, and it is time for the return of Philosophical Ponderings. Yes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Philosophical Ponderings. It's been a long time. So, Chris and B-Flow, have you ever gotten annoyed before? Like, have you ever gotten annoyed by someone? Is it possible? Um... Perhaps, perhaps. Oh, never not once. Never not once. Wow, you are lucky, <laughs> sir. I I commend you. <laughs> the topic I have for philosophical ponderings today is to- tolerating annoying people. So what I mean by that is each of us, we deal with annoying things throughout our day, whether it is by a person or a person's actions or a person's attitude and whatnot. How how we tolerate that or what we do with that is different per person. So I'm wondering how, how you guys tolerate like certain annoyances and if there is a better way of doing that. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Ignore it until it becomes a huge problem and you blow up on each other. (laughs) (laughs) I see. That's the, uh, the old school method. Ah, (laughs) <laughs> yes, the, the 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 early 1900s method. There you go. So yeah, um, that's a good question, and I've always, <clears throat> I feel like I'm only half joking when I say uh, avoiding is kind of my answer anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if there's someone that's really annoying me. Um, I'm going to go out of the way to get out of the way okay. and to not put myself in a position to get annoyed. Um, 
and to just try to distance myself from the issue because uh, I'm I, yeah I'm, I don't know I, it's complicated because I'm not the kind of like I'm not a really confrontational person either right so even if it if it was somebody that was really annoying I, I don't I don't feel like I, I just don't I don't have the energy to be getting angry at people. That's why I watch reality TV. <laughs> I get to see it all played out for me. I don't have to live that life. Okay. So then let me play devil's advocate here then. So what if you can't avoid it? What if there's a certain situation and you can't avoid it? Ah, trap the trapped in the elevator yes, scenario. Yes. Like, you are with this person. This person is particularly annoying you personally or doing something that's you cannot avoid. You are, like, constantly thinking about it. Do I have my AirPods with me? Sure. <laughs> there you go. Okay. You pop in the AirPods, you're good to go. You hear that, listeners? Great strategy to avoid hecklers on the street is you put the, the, the AirPods in and you just you just walk and it's like, oh, <laughs> whoa, we can't talk to this guy. He's got headphones in. <laughs> Works every time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do we do we have cell signal in this elevator? Yes. Yes. That's a good question. <clears throat> oh, that's too bad. A lot of times <laughs> I like to pretend I'm on the phone, especially in situations where I clearly can't be on the phone. So yes. they mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll get the hint that way. You know, you don't have to directly confront yeah. them and say you're annoying me and I don't want to talk to you. But if you, if you answer the phone when it wasn't ringing and you clearly can't be answering the phone after they're talking to you, it sends some, some clear signals. All I'm saying. Right. Okay. That works. (laughs) Brandon, I feel like maybe you're, you're, you're leading us to a certain, like a certain scenario or a certain answer you're looking for here. Yes. Because I've had to deal with something that I couldn't avoid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm starting to think this is not so much a philosophical pondering and more a B-pop is annoyed and he needs to vent. <laughs> well, that's actually what, well, actually, Chris, you kind of gave it away there. So I, I, I'll go into the scenario here in a little bit. I can only reveal so much because it actually involves work. Um, but what I can say right now is sometimes the healthiest way of dealing with annoyance that you cannot avoid is to vent about it afterwards. So what I mean by that is, oh. let's say you have a very annoying coworker and there's nothing you can okay. do about it because you are, let's say you're training them, you know, and for an extended oh, period okay. of time, I don't show that I'm annoyed while I'm at, at this place or, you know, doing my thing. I, you know, try to be as neutral as possible. I feel like that's a, best way of like dealing with the situation because if you're neutral about it and you don't give much of a reaction the annoyance goes down surprisingly at least in the cases that i've been involved with so what what i'm getting at is that there's scenarios that you can avoid and there's scenarios you cannot avoid for for my advice for the listeners here for stuff you can't avoid um i would suggest talking to your person or some friends like after that incident and vent about it or, you know, like say like, wow, can you believe this? I can't like it does help. Actually, it does help relieve that stress inside, because if you built it up, if you don't, if you try to avoid and don't talk about it, eventually it's going to build up and it's going to spurt out 
and a very inappropriate time. So I feel like, you know, there's going to be scenarios in our life, even after this podcast, surprisingly, where we're going to deal with annoyance in some instances. (laughs) And I (laughs) go figure, right? It's life. But um, unless you're a B flow here and you don't deal with annoyance ever, so <laughs> hey, flow flow is in the name. He goes with the flow. Ah, there we go. There we go. I'm surprisingly um, agreeable. B pop. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if 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 it's ever so bad that it's a problem, a lot of times what you can do is you can actually try to annoy them back. Now, some, sometimes, sometimes like. <laughs> Pop in your scenario, you mentioned you're trying to train them. There's obviously a clear goal there. It yes. can be hard to hard to rock the boat, so to speak, yes. right? But it's a professional setting. If, yes. If it's a setting where they're like a social gathering, or this is a loose friend, and you just don't like that friend, <laughs> uh, oftentimes you can figure out what gets them angry, and you Ooh. can just make sure to mention it every single time you see them. <laughs> they learn to hide from you and it works. I guarantee it works. So, but in a work wow. setting. Become what you despise. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, three things I hate, you know, lists, irony, and um, forget the third thing. But that's hilarious. <laughs> you literally listed. <laughs> that was some smart writing there. <laughs> that was good. Uh, but, uh, but so in a setting like yours, Pop, where you've got to work with this person, you got to, there's a goal to achieve with this person. I have found in my tough situations in my workplace that actually building some rapport with these people can help. Uh, a lot of times building like some humanized value with this person. Hey, like, tell me about your kids. Tell me about your fiance, et cetera. That will like oftentimes cool them down and they'll slow their roll a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Yeah. And for our listeners out there, I think that's something to gather from here is there are multiple ways of approaching a situation like this. And depending on, obviously, there's not one all beat all, you know, solution to this. But, you know, if you approach a situation and, you know, figure out what you can do, maybe it's possible to use some of these steps and hopefully your annoyance will go down and you might feel a lot better in your situation. So... Yeah, hope that helps. Yeah, you know, I, I, as you know, I frequent Reddit quite a bit, and I'm a big fan of Reddit. Yep. Um, I actually saw, I think it was a life pro tip. It might have even been just a, just a couple of days ago oh. that basically said the next because the only time I really get frustrated or angry is when I'm in traffic. That's the only time I get really yeah. like, truly annoyed. Yeah. And basically, I saw this life pro tip that was basically like. The next time you're in traffic and you're getting frustrated, just imagine that the person that is bothering you, whether they're going really slow or they're, you know, rocketing through, uh, rocketing past you, to try to attribute something genuine to them. Hmm. Like the person going slow is going slow because they have a birthday cake in the front seat oh. and it's for their kid's birthday. Or the, the person going really fast is in an emergency situation um, or, 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 you know, so, or something, something of those of that nature. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be a way to help you calm down. It's, you know, and it's a way to help you sort of, I don't know, look at these other cars as more you know like as people with their own agendas lives and, yeah. and things that are going assume on assume good intent and 
Assume good intent. Exactly. Yes. That yeah. that was a much better and succinct way of putting it than my co- incoherent rambling that I typically do. Or have a solution <laughs> uh, with Chris's future in mind. Have self-driving cars, and there won't be any problems. Yes. <laughs> and we're in the pods. Oh. And we're in the pods. That'd be pods. So wonderful. Listening to yes, the pod. It, so again, the car is like like a Nerf car on the outside, but it you know it drives, and then in the middle, so that you are insulated, you're protected, but you're in like another pod, like a sleeping pod, and you can like lay down, you can read stuff, Work. you can play games, you know, and, and then you can see, you can you can you can see what's going on outside and all that stuff, and you just safely get back to where you need to go. I want to challenge one piece of what you said there, Chris. Uh, Okay. With you said windows where you can see out the car. So I wanna wanna challenge that concept. What if <laughs> Yeah, that's a great quote. Chris Kemperman, windows, you can see out the car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when, when I was like I don't know how old I was, I was less than ten shortly. I used to think it would be so cool if we could have cars that obviously drove themselves and got themselves kinda like iRobot, like once you got on the highway, like you didn't have to steer. Yeah. And uh, you could like lean back, like lean the seat all the way back, and like the top of the car would be like a big monitor, and you could work or watch Ooh. movies or do literally whatever you wanted. Video games, I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. it would be dark interior because there weren't actually windows because the entire in, inside surface of the car was just space for monitors. Because oh. you know, outside the car is like real life, and real life can be annoying. So. <laughs> yeah, that's why I play video games as go. much as possible. Escape right? reality. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> you know, and, and interestingly enough, uh, that actually reminds me because we were talking about cars and we were talking about empathy for other drivers and we we're talking about possibly the person's driving slow because, yes, it's the love, the love. Uh, the, <laughs> for those of you listening, B-Flow just, just hit the heart, em, heart emoji in yep. Skype, so just a bunch of hearts flooded the screen. Um, <laughs> to follow up on the cake thing, uh, B-Flow, I got to ask you. Oh, yep. uh, we ask pretty much everybody who comes on the pod, yep. cake or pie, what is the best dessert? I'm going to go with pie without a doubt here. Another, oh, another one for the team. no. Yes. I'm going to go pie. Welcome, brother. <laughs> I knew I liked you, and it wasn't just because we had the same name. <laughs> I was going to say, Brandon's think alike. I mean, what can you do? Yep. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, Chris, Sorry, Chris, looks like that's another one for the team. So well, uh, there's bound to be another cake uh, one eventually. All, uh, are you all keeping calories here? Flowers. Uh, for being here, that's all the time Brandon has tonight. <laughs> uh, he has to go do Texas things like shine his boots, um, yeehaw, <laughs> and apparently go make himself a pecan pie <laughs> or whatever. Have you hey, seen Brandon, you know Chris, how'd you know that? <laughs> hey, Beeflo, you got enough for me? I head down there. <laughs> I'll mail some. I'll mail some. There's a company that does that. Oh yeah, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you do that with cake? <laughs> <laughs> we have the cheesecake factory. No, I can't do that with cake. Cake doesn't. <laughs> wow. Well Wait. So are you are you trying to tell me that pie holds up in travel in transit? Yes. Correct. Yeah. It does. So you could ship us a pie and it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it's just a superior food, Chris. Okay. okay. Beeflo, you get. I, I'm you're right realizing, there. I am realizing that. I need to backpedal out of my own mistake as quickly as possible here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Chris, if it makes you feel better, my fiance has, you know, is on team cake. So there's, there's that for exactly. you. Exactly. So just, Yes. Yeah. So just exactly. don't feel too bad, but I'm glad that I got some more pie folks with me. So. <laughs> okay. So, so B float. Why? I, I need to know why, <laughs> why, why is, why pie over cake? Yeah. So with, with <laughs> every time, <laughs> every time with cake, it, it can be good, mm-hmm. but oftentimes it's dry the only good part is the icing, which is too good. It's too much. And it's served like room temperature. Sometimes, I mean, there is like, there's like cold cakes, but for the most part, it's room temperature, not very exciting. With pies, it's either like super warm or refrigerated because it's never, it's very rarely room temperature. And there's so many like varieties that are all like so good. And also, even though I'm down south, I don't have pie nearly as often as I have cake. Cake is just too common. Everybody does it for every event. That is Pies, true. Somebody with, made that with love if someone made you a pie. So I, for lots of reasons, they have to go with pie. What do you got for your rebuttal? <laughs> I, I just... I tried to do what we just talked about. I tried to relate and ask the person <laughs> that is annoying me the questions and relate to them. But I, now I'm just even more stressed. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where to go from here. Brandon and Brandon B and B. B and B. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Do you we really get know more your cake friends? People on this show. Do you really know your friends? <laughs> I'm gonna have to call DePlusy up and see where he stands on this. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't ask him. Yeah, I don't think we did. It's only recently become a thing where we ask pretty much everybody. That's true. Yeah, we, we, we had several episodes where we didn't bring it up. I'm sure there's getting to a point where people are listening and they're like, "Oh my gosh, drop the cake pie thing! No one cares." <laughs> From episode, actually, I know when it all started. It started on episode four, I believe. It was with our friend, no, yes. our friend Brett, and. Yes. It was because we mentioned pizza, and yes, if pizza's better, hot or cold. And then I mentioned pie, and then you mentioned cake, and that's where we went from there. So, thank you. Early going off topic, because <laughs> that's never gonna die. That's it's it's yeah. flooding into our real life now, and we'll get into that later on in August. So, I did actually have a philosophical pondering question for the two of you oh. that that has been bothering me this week because i bought these uh these uh, spicy black bean burgers you know okay. these these morning stars you know yeah. just to i don't know mix things up a little bit sure and i i realized i didn't have any like hamburger buns i just had bread you know like what, a loaf of bread what kind of bread like sandwich bread yeah like a sandwich like a wheat bread okay. Yeah. Wheat. okay wheat and got it yeah, we're talking about wheat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> so I would I would make the, the, the burger patty and I would put it on the, the, the wheat bread and I'm eating this thing and I'm realizing I don't know what to call this. Is this a burger or is this a sandwich? Because it's a burger patty, but it's on sandwich bread. Well, so what makes a burger? Well, How do we is a burger literally defined by the buns that it's between or on well isn't or, technically a burger or a sandwich i mean 
yeah, maybe you just totally blew up my entire thing. Because, like, because, <laughs> like, it's basically whatever you put in between two pieces of bread. And, like, as much as we want to not define it as bread, buns are bread. So, like, you put it on top of meat or tofu or possible beans or whatever. Like, you put that on top and you put your ingredients on it and boom, it becomes a sandwich, basically. Now, I thought you were going to go so, with something else. I thought you were going to be like, so I got a hot dog and I put it in between two sandwich uh, um, s- bread slices. Is that a sa- sandwich? I've been, been like, no, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I have the official? Gonna, so, so, I thought you were going to propose it was a salad. And I, was gonna, I was ready to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I came up with this great salad. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, so could I call it a burger? Because it's a spicy black bean burger I, in I'd still call it on a sandwich bread. So I would say, oh, for dinner I had a, a spicy black bean burger. Well, I mean, it's not preferable that you use the you know sandwich slices, but like technically you still had a burger because <laughs> it is a burger, like the meat. That's what defines what a burger is. So well, and this isn't meat. This is well. Bean. I mean, you can call like tofu burgers and black bean burgers. They're still called burgers, but they're not technically yeah. burger meat, like ground beef. I mean, like. That's what you know the technical term is for it. It's basically just ground beef patties, but we don't call it ground beef patty sandwiches. That's what that's a mouthful. So we just say yeah. hamburger. But there's no ham in it. So th- there you go, Chris. Like, <laughs> yeah. So so when does something become a burger specifically, and when is something not a burger? It's got to be in a slice roll or bun. <laughs> that's that's the official. That's that's, that's, that's how it's that's a burger the designation, and it's got a, it's typically beef. Okay. All right. So what I was eating wasn't a burger then, is what you're saying. Technically, no, I guess. Yeah, technically, no. It was a sandwich, though. It was a sandwich. Yeah. See? So I had a black bean it sandwich. It was not a salad. I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we got, got that one cleared up. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. No further questions, Your Honor. All right, then. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so burgers how how did we get there <laughs> first we talked about annoyances then we talked about um i don't know how we even got here well <laughs> it's hard to keep up with how much we go off topic here <gasps> maybe that's the whole hey! point of the podcast there we go <laughs> i don't know if you guys do i don't know if you guys do sound effects after afterwards but boom, boom. Uh, once in a while we do actually you're oh. doing quite a bit of them right now so uh, good job oh. there, and your drum, yeah. drum roll. Snap. We actually ask our guests to do all the sound effects for our show. We have them record into a mic, and we take those sound effects and we use them. So we're gonna need the, need the files later. <laughs> oh yes. my gosh! This whole time I could have been doing some pretty cool stuff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now uh, we also we're gonna need you to do the 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 fire truck siren for another bit. We're gonna be doing a little later. So yep. go ahead and do your fire fire truck hydrant. All right. Let me warm up my voice. All right. Okay. Good. Your your killer's voice. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> My manager is gonna be pissed. Um. <laughs> I have no idea. The Doppler your, effect. Your cat was like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> I don't care that this is gonna get cut or not. This is just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, B pop, that's usable, right? Like, we got it. One take, first try. Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> no editing Excellent. required. Excellent. <laughs> Perfect. 
Brandon, the flow, uh, you have been very much into dancing over the past couple years. Uh, and you have been into it so much that you've actually started uh, a YouTube channel, correct? That's correct. When it comes to, to dancing, is it, are, are we talking like the Cupid Shuffle, the Dougie, yep. the Stanky Leg, the classics? <laughs> the or are stank. we talking something a little more sophisticated? Well, Chris, I will say no one has ever been as good at the Stanky Leg as you were back in high school. I remember <laughs> oh, vividly. Gosh. You crushed it. Oh, I mean, it was, it was just, it was a beauty to watch, you know? <laughs> This is how he got, I think, most of his dates back in high school was doing Stanky Leg. And it worked every time. That's right. Be- All three of them. B-Flow, please tell me you have a video of this on your Motorola Razor and that we can share this to MySpace. No, you know, I did take a video on my uh, on my Capri Sun that I turned into a cell phone. Yeah, there you but go. The memory, the memory wasn't very good on it, uh, turns out. So uh, I threw it away. <laughs> but uh, but no, he, he really he had it going. Um, so my dancing is it's more it involves a partner typically. Uh, so it's not something you'll see. Oh, so that's my problem. <laughs> it's not something you'll see very often on uh, like again reverting back to TikTok. It's a lot of like people <laughs> dancing in front of a camera by themselves, and then it gets mm-hmm. like five million views. Way different from that. Uh, typically, it involves leading and following. And there's typically a structure. So it's Texas two-step or the one-step or the waltz or, you know, all of those traditional forms of dance. And I got really into it after college and moved back, like I said, back to Austin after college. And a lot of my friends had moved to Michigan and other places. (laughs) And so needed a new friend group, really enjoyed country music, really enjoyed having a beer at a bar after work. And there were a couple of places I could go close to me that that offered like a big dance floor in the center and then like 75 cent pitchers, like a just great deal to go drink there, great music. I basically sit alone like a total loser for about eight months. I did this and I started to like see people dancing a lot and, and made some friends. And, and anyways, fast forward six years and here's where I'm at and uh, never really stopped doing that. And now I'm like trying to teach other people because it's it's a, such a cool community. It's a really small community because I think not a lot of people get into it, it's very niche. And I'm trying to like teach more and more people about it. And what you find is that you have like regional pockets of dancing happening. Like, like uh, California's got some dancing, Arizona's got some dancing, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Florida, um, as far north as like Montana, I know of some dancing there, but it's like stuck in these little pockets. I'm trying to like break it out of the pockets. And so I'm trying to, to teach more people how to do it. Interesting. And okay, okay, so are there different styles with these different uh, dances in these different states? Like that is pretty distinguishable or or is it just one of those things where they're adopting the same kind of style and it's just, but it's moving kind of in a slower pace or both? It's actually more of the former. So what you find hmm. is you can go, like I said, you can go to Montana. I got a friend who lives in Oregon, went to college in Montana, and I went there with them once. And they had like a big country scene, surprisingly. And what they did was some kind of like, Interesting. they did some kind of swing moves that was still listening to country, still listening to the same music, but they were dancing in a very like, almost like an accent. You know, t- Tennessee's got a really strong hmm. Southern accent. 
Some parts of Texas do. The, the Northeast sounds a certain way. Uh, you know, the Midwest sounds a certain way. And dancing follows that same pattern where it's like, okay, I can see that you're dancing. I can see that you're dancing country, but I don't recognize your accent. I wouldn't be able to directly lead or follow that. It's <laughs> 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 kind of what you find. And uh, so, so as hard as it is, I'm trying to like make it more of a uniform language. You know, several years ago, I don't know how much time I had to speak, but several years ago, I made a video for fun and two people from Calgary, Canada contacted me on my YouTube channel. They emailed me and it was just like a, Hey, this is Alex. Um, really like your video. I like the way you guys dance. I dance in Calgary and I have never heard of dancing in Calgary before that. And I'm, tra I'm traveling to Austin. That's called hockey. Right? It's called hockey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm traveling to Austin, uh, you know, like later this year, and I'd love to link up with you. And I thought this was total fishing. I thought this was fake. I didn't believe a word of it. Mm -hmm. But just out of sheer shock, I replied. And I was like, well, fine. If you find yourself at this bar on this dates that you say you'll be there, I'll tell you what, I'll be there. So months mm -hmm. go by. I don't hear from this guy. And then a friend of mine, a girlfriend, text me and she says, Hey, like, do you know, Alex from Calgary? And I was just like, Oh my God, no freaking way. I'm sitting at <laughs> home. It's like a random Wednesday night. No freaking way. And I, so I drive out to this bar and I meet this guy from Calgary that had reached out to me via YouTube months ago that I thought was total like fake. It was just one of the coolest experiences of my life. And I was like, okay, apparently there's a market for this. Apparently there's yeah. people interested in doing this. And I think if I'm more consistent with it, I think if it's more educational focused and less just promotional, uh, it could really do some people some good. Again, I think it's a great community that people can get, become a part of if they're not already disingen disin disin words. Franchise? disenfranchised. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Look at that. Sometimes I do. I, yeah, I'm about 50-50. <laughs> what was the first thing? It was uh, nomenclature. Nomenclature. nomenclature yeah. yeah. No <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about the the channel and uh, some of the other uh, ways you're, you're trying to to reach people and and teach them uh, how to dance and, and and sort of opening up uh, the you know the the community some more as you were talking about. Sure. Well, the first thing I'm so YouTube and all the other channels is really just a means to an end. What I'd like to do is build a phone app that has a library of dance moves. So you are out dancing with, uh, you know, by yourself or with your spouse or significant other, whatever the case may be. And you're like, Hey, I want to go dance. I want to try that, but I don't know what I'm doing. You could download this app and it's going to have everything from like, here's how you hold your partner. Here's how you do the footwork mm -hmm. to this specific dance. Here's what these specific, like, if you're hearing a song, here's what dance that you can dance to that song uh, mm -hmm. to be proper. And then like, here's how you do some basic moves. So it's like the Shazam. It's like the Shazam for your feet. Oh, that's right. cool. Exactly. That is cool. So, so you, if you're at a bar and you, you turn on this app, you listen to the song and it's like, hey, this song, because it's an eight count, is going to be a two step. And here's how you do a two-step. Oh. Here's some moves to do with a two-step. So you can really become flashy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's especially useful at weddings, I think. Yeah. But, I, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like there's a, I feel like it'd be helpful and, and I could just, um, kind of like make this app. And I, so what I'm doing with YouTube, what I'm doing with all the other things I'm doing is I'm essentially building the library 
And then once I have enough of a library and enough of a people, um, a user base who knows what I'm doing, I can just turn that into a phone app. You can download the app. It's going to have the library all nice and organized in like bite-sized pieces. And mm -hmm. I can just turn it on one day. So I'm just trying to, Chris, Chris can tell you, I'm trying to learn about how to make videos. I'm trying to learn about how to get lighting down, sound down, mm. what to do in a video that's entertaining. I mean, there's so many pieces that go into it. How to not let my cat ruin my green screen. Uh, <laughs> so many, so many things I never thought I would have in the face. <laughs> right. It's been a ton of fun. There's a lot to learn. Right now, I'm having the most success with TikTok specifically. Uh, that's why I keep reverting back mm -hmm. to that topic. But I posted one video one time. Actually, so I had like six videos posted and I had five followers out of my six videos. I posted one video the next week of me just doing the two-step footwork on like taped grid. And so you could like... I can see it in the back. Yeah, exactly. You can see it behind me. And it's like I taped this grid to my floor and I just did the footwork on top of the grid. So you could, you know, depth of field on camera. Yeah. See, I thought you just were a big hopscotch enthusiast. <laughs> That's what a couple of my friends that came over thought the same thing. And uh, anyway, so I did this video. I posted on TikTok and I got like, I'm over 2,000 followers on that one video. Whoa, I mean, it just oh, wow. it skyrocketed me. And uh, so I think I did, uh, I'm doing several more now. And I'm just kind of dripping them out. So yeah. So little things like that are helping. I'm learning a lot along the way. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, I was going to say, this is prime time to do it because weddings are like booming right now and people want to know how to dance again. And I feel like stuff like this is going to definitely help them out for sure. Or even first timers like this seems like a really good like idea to like have a wide selection of cat, uh, like a wide cat selection of catalogs of just like, you know, knowing what to do with like, you know, one step, two step, triple step, all that stuff. So like that's like really neat to have. So that's I commend you on that. That sounds like a. That sounds really cool. Um, have you figured out a name for it if you were to? I mean, I obviously it's kind of, you know, way ahead of time there, but I don't know if you like thought of like a name, like a catchy name for it or something. Yeah. So it's early innings, of course, as you, as you called out, but yeah. I'm thinking the pocket dance app was, Ooh. is a temporary stand in for a name right now. And, um, mm -hmm. I went so far as to go on to Fiverr. If you've ever heard of Fiverr. And I had uh, some, oh, somebody yeah. make a couple different logo ideas for me, and I took one, and uh, so I'm kind of running with it. But I'm thinking the Pocket Dance app. It uh, and, and the catch line for that, I'm totally robbing from uh, Steve Jobs, but a thousand moves in your pocket. Ah, oh, I like that. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that is and smooth. Then, and then the YouTube channel, when when. Is so is that live at the moment right now? That is currently live. Yeah, it, actually, if you look up gotcha. the Pocket Dance app right now on YouTube, you would find me. Um, right now, it's still like super early innings. I want to just reiterate that sure. for anybody who's interested yeah. right now. It's all like there's a green screen behind me. It's in my apartment, and <laughs> you know, even though I, I like to think I have a schnazzy apartment, it's not really the place to record dance moves. And so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm currently reaching out to a couple of different bar owners in the Austin area to see if I can oh. lease some space in their bar so I can have yeah. like a nice official background. Also it'd be a good way to like advertise Austin bars. I feel like it'd be good for, it'd be a win-win. Yeah. Sure. 
while you guys were talking about that, I actually was looking up Pocket Dance app on YouTube right now, and there's already quite a few videos, like you said, for people to check out. So definitely, uh, we'll plug in later, but um, there's definitely some good stuff here for sure. So, Well, and, and that, that actually springs board, springs board, board springs, spring, spring boards. Wow. Off, uh, that actually nomenclature. <laughs> what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some nomenclature. Uh, <laughs> nomenclature. That's, that's what it's. Uh, Bpop actually has has uh, been doing some dancing recently too. I have. Uh, him and his fiance have been uh, been learning. Oh, yep. is that right? And, yep, we actually went to a um, a dance company uh, locally, and. It's, it's, I'll say this. How do I sound this about sounding kind of sounding? Um, <laughs> we, we learned what we wanted and I felt like that would have been just enough. But if we were, but we have been pushed a little too far and that made me very much, you know, not liking the idea of going back again, which we aren't anymore. We got what we needed out of it. But I feel like the pocket dance app, you know, it's, it would have me like, oh, let's know how to do the foxtrot. Like, let's let's know how to do swing or the waltz. It's like it'd be boom right there, and it's like, this is great. You know, if there's anything else we need to do, we can just look you up, and then we'll be like, okay, let's try this dance move or that dance move. And like, it's a lot simpler. I mean, yes, you don't have an instructor there, but you don't have an instructor insulting you and making fun of you. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> hundred hundred percent. That's and that's the goal too. I will I will say that this app would never replace professional instructors and a professional studio. They're fantastic. There's a, there's a reason that they exist and they do great work mm -hmm. and they're they fantastic. Do. And they can, they can respond and they can watch what you're doing and say like, do this, not that. Whereas if you're, if you're just looking at an app, you might develop some horrible habits that you don't even realize. Right. So, but that's right. the different accents of different cultures you're, you're, you're forming. It's like, Absolutely. Oh no, this guy is so that's what that's what my thing is, B, B flow. I'm not a bad dancer. I just have a different accent. <laughs> there you go. Oh, he does that. He does that box drop with really a Michigan accent there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people might think that's a waltz, but no, that's that's really so box drop with a Michigan accent. So yeah, like I'll definitely be uh, my fiance and I will definitely be checking out your app a little before the. Uh, the wedding happens so just kind of get a little bit of a you know a, a refresh on what we know already <laughs> well well congrats well, b-pop on getting married that's super exciting first i've heard of oh, that thank you yes <laughs> thank you are you uh are you planning on doing a dip at the end of the dance Ye haven't thought of it mm, i don't now know he's, now he's pondering it oh i see what you did there um <laughs> Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> okay. I know she listens to the podcast, so hi, hello. <laughs> there's um, one. There's there's one video I have created that if if you're having a wedding soon, I'd recommend you watch. It's how to dip smoothly. Okay. Ooh, that is good to know. And I feel like dipping would be kind of cool to do as a little finale there. So I feel like family expects it at the end of the end of one of those songs. Yeah, we also need to clear up we're talking about dancing uh, dip, not fun dip, like we yeah. referred to earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's important. Yes. How to smoothly fun dip. But it can be fun, though. With your nose. 
so the other thing, Beefalo, I noticed about um, uh, the videos is it's not always just about dancing. There's like there's a lot of peripheral stuff too, about even down to what kind of shoes to wear and what kind of shoes are best for different things. For sure. So yeah, so I would be remiss if I just only taught dancing. So there's there's a whole world to it. So if you're going to go dancing, for example, and you don't know what to wear, that's a hindrance. Mm -hmm. That's a barrier that that creates some friction, right? So we want to reduce as much friction as possible. Again, my goal is to create the largest community of dancers globally. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. every little thing that you might be surprised to learn can be friction more than just the, I don't know how to leave as a guy, that's enough friction to keep you from going. But if, uh-huh. if you're decided you're going to go, or if your girlfriend or fiance is like, no, no, we're definitely going. And you're, <laughs> you're wearing sneakers, you're going to have a hard time and you don't even know that. And so I'm trying to do as much as I can on the periphery, as you said, Chris, to educate people around, like, if you're going to go, here is some footwork that will cooperate or some, some, sorry, some shoes that will cooperate with, you know, what you're trying to do on the dance floor. And if you go with yeah. sneakers, you're going to run into some issues. Here's what those are. Hmm. Huh. That's awesome. Okay. And so, so what would you say to people who might say, you know, dancing's fine, but you know, it's not my thing. So why, why do I need to learn how to dance? Like, what would you say to people who maybe just don't understand just how beneficial dancing could be and learning how to dance? What a lovely question, Chris. I appreciate that. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so what I would say to anyone who is currently not a dancer and, and maybe hates on dancing or th- mm-hmm. that's okay uh, if you don't feel like you need to learn it, but it will never, it will never hurt you to go to a wedding, to go to an event, to go to a bar and to know what you're doing. If you, if you can confidently like ask a woman to dance and like show her a great time, she will appreciate that those moments, whether or not anything occurs, sure. you know, I'm not saying that's the only reason you should learn but whether or not anything happens, she will enjoy that moment and she'll have fond memories of you. And so if you are, uh, if you are married or in a serious relationship and you want to just like a surprise her date idea, you should learn to dance. If you are single and want to find someone and there's places to go nearby, you should learn to dance. If, yes. uh, if, if you just want something to do that's, that, so uh, a lot of people drink and a lot of people go to like, bars to do that. It's expensive. You end up sitting there getting really drunk. Uh, but when you're dancing, it's a whole different experience. You're like exercising while you're out. So it changes the paradigm. I stay a lot skinnier as a result of dancing, as opposed to just going out <laughs> drinking. You saw, yeah, you saw, you, you know, uh, B pop, you saw that photo of me. I'm, I'm, I would be a lot heavier if I just drank. <laughs> so, so there's that advantage too. It's very physical activity. Um, so for all of those reasons, I would say to anyone who doesn't dance and is thinking about it or just has been like, nah, it's not for me. If you like music and you like the opposite sex or even the same sex, I don't know, uh, you might enjoy dancing. So it's something, it's something for everybody. You know, everybody can find something, uh, you know, by, by learning. And, and I think, as you said, the, the, the health benefits of being able to, uh, exercise in a fun way, yeah. uh, is, is apparent as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm comes in handy at, at events as well. I'm, yes. Yeah. When, when I'm at B-Pop's wedding, like I'm gonna just whip out some moves and people will be impressed. There we go, there we go. <laughs>
Um, I was going to say, like, as someone who, I mean, like, I am in no, by any means, any professional whatsoever, but I've, you know, recently have been, you know, exploring, you know, actual dancing, you know, I can't say just from experience, like it, it's like a different kind of language, like when you dance and like you can Mm -hmm. communicate to not just you, but everyone else on the dance floor, depending on, you know, what your goal is. And, um, it, it feels good it feels natural. It's kind of interesting. Like it it feels natural to have your body move along with the beat of the rhythm, like all this stuff. And just like, it feels good. Like you feel good doing it. Why do you think that is like psychologically speaking? Why do you think humans like respond in such a way to rhythm like that? It's it's such a weird phenomenon when you really think about it, like these outside noises in a certain pattern make people want to like with it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if there's an answer for that. I'm just throwing that out there. On the topic of like, why is this naturally weird? Um, <laughs> another, I, I read the study on this. So like they did studies on people at various ages and like uh, elder populations as well. And they found that people who danced as they got older had better like memory. Like uh, oh, it was like an anti-aging for your brain because it takes oh. a lot of like coordination, takes a lot of... Um, it's like your your bodies and mind are working together in this process because it is like a language as brandon said bpop said like it is very much a language and when you learn that language you can tap into speaking that language on a regular basis even with strangers and that's one of the most mm-hmm. fun things as as like i'm currently currently i'm seeing someone but we still like go out dancing all the time and dance with a lot of some other partners and yeah. one of the most fun things is to walk up to a complete stranger and if we both know this dance, we can speak for the song. Like, we don't even have to have a conversation. It's not weird. Like, she's following me, I'm leading her, and she knows what to do, I know what to do, and it's like a really fun, incidental, really cool event where you wouldn't find that in, I don't think, any other situation. If you go to a dive bar, you're gonna have to like start a conversation and like eventually this girl's gonna think you're hitting on her. When you're dancing, it doesn't necessarily like result in that. So it's a lot Hmm. of fun. That's a good way of looking at it, yeah. There you go, listeners. <laughs> and then I guess the the one of the the last questions I have is uh, what? Um, how long did it take for you to get to where you were, uh, or where you are now with uh, dancing? And you know, like how what, what was the process like to get to a point where you feel like really good about it, and where you feel like you could you could teach and pass on that information to others? Yeah. So I I tell people. Um, like I said earlier, when I went to this bar, I had no knowledge of dancing. And it took me, I would say, about eight months to quote unquote learn the language, so to speak. So about eight months in, I felt like I was speaking the language consistently. And for me, I, I'm an introvert, and so I really I have a I have a high personal threshold for like what constitutes okay in speaking. Uh, a lot of people would be satisfied with less. And so if you're just trying to learn for fun, it might take you two months of consistently dancing to feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing and I can speak this language to strangers. Now, to get where, to get where I got, I've, again, I've been dancing for like seven, eight years at this point. Mm-hmm. And so I feel pretty good about teaching other people what I've learned, but you don't have to dance for that long to feel that good. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, certainly helps. I, I found that I have a ton of fun doing it and it's like no for me it's like breathing i can just hear a song and just know what to do with my 
with my footwork and my body. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Like being able to just go and be like, like any song, just be able to go like, oh, all right, let's go. I'm ready to dance to this. Like that's very impressive. Like I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely jealous of that because like I think that's like one of the coolest things to just kind of like pick up and do. You know. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm jealous of people who can play the guitar. So. Hey, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things to be jealous about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Does uh does the recorder count? Because I can play that. <laughs> Huh. It counts. It counts, but like I don't know if Mary had a little lamb counts though. As a hot cross oh, buns. Hot cross that's buns. Okay. That's okay. I play hot cross <laughs> buns. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thank you so much, Beefo, for joining us uh, on this episode. We had a lot of fun with you, and um, it was, absolutely. I mean, obviously, um, we could plug in your uh, YouTube channel for uh, the Pocket Dancer app, uh, but like you know. If you want to plug in like certain things for our listeners to actually like, check them out, you know, we'll leave them in the description, but you can go ahead and uh, list them off here, you know, so if you wanted to have them check it out, you know, try for themselves. Sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you both. Uh, I've had a ton of fun with you both and thanks for having me on. Um, for as far as like, if you are listening to this and want to follow me to some extent right now, I think TikTok and YouTube are the two main channels that I'm on. So uh, on TikTok, it's associated with me personally. So it's a, it's uh, at the flowers ATX. So you can find me on TikTok. On YouTube, it's the Pocket Dance app. And I post a couple videos a week on both channels. It's all educational. It's all meant to be um, helpful. If it's not helpful, I do, I look at the comments on both every single day and I really appreciate any feedback. I'm, I'm still learning personally, as Chris can tell you. So if you see something that's like, hey, this is going to run in my gears, this is a philosophical problem for me, and you want to solve that, let me know, and I'm happy to adjust what I'm doing to try and make that best for my audience. And so um, that would be all I have to say there. Well, that's fantastic. Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm sure, uh, as as Flow mentioned with all the links, um, well, I'll make sure to put them in the description of our social media pages and also in the episode description so that way you guys have access to these mm-hmm. uh, channels and that way you can be able to start dancing on the floor there. So, um, yeah, so uh, B-Flow, thank you again for coming from B-Pop here. And uh, <laughs> C-K- C-Kemp, um, I see, C- I learned. See, I learned, I learned. No, no, I told you guys that in confidence. But thank you, listeners, for joining us in this episode, and we'll see you on the dance floor. Have a good one. Hey, listeners. Thank you again for checking out this episode of the Going Off Topic podcast. For more information, you can check us out on our social media platforms, such as Facebook and Instagram. For more episodes, check us out on these platforms, such as Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And we want to thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you in the next episode. See you around, listeners. That actually leads me to my next question, uh, B-Pop. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> did you ever, um, and please say yes to this, uh, when you were younger, get harassed and heckled for baby bottle pops? Hey, B-Pop, you want a baby bottle pop? Funny enough, I never have been insulted or made fun of like that before. Okay. So you're the first one, Chris. Well, <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> What a good friend.
What are friends? What are friends for? <laughs> than finding new ways to insult each other. <laughs> That's how you know that you're actually in a pretty good friendship. Is it's like there's like a sort of a curve where it's like you're really nice to somebody as you're getting to know them, yeah. and then you just start getting just nastier and nastier oh, yeah. that person to the point where you just call just your friends the most disrespectful, disgusting Robin, stuff. Robin has already gone in that territory very, very soon. Yes. Yeah. Robin, aka the jerk from yes. work. Yeah. Been on the pod a couple uh, times. Okay. Good. Close yeah. friend. Close yep. friend. Uh, serial. Well, yeah, close. Mm. <laughs> 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 he is a he is a habitual harasser. Oh yeah. Of people. That's and that's why he his his nomenclature. Did I use that correctly? I hope I did. Nomenclature. Nomenclature. <laughs> I've never sure heard that did. word once in my yeah, life. Yeah, I, I want it to sound sophisticated, and I'm just going to keep rolling with it. His nomenclature is the jerk from work. <laughs> the nomenclature. Yeah, yeah. B flow. Check check it out. What was it, what we got? I believe it's nomenclature. Oh, nomenclature. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nomen- it's all nomenclature to Nomen- me now. <laughs> nomenclature. <laughs> I chugged a bottle of nomenclair yesterday, yeah. and I haven't been able to get out of bed. Wait, is that that stuff that Luke Skywalker was drinking on uh, Last Jedi? <laughs> nomenclair. <Blah. laughs> that purple, that turquoise milk. Blah. No, thank you. 